All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. So if I could build my perfect man from a physical perspective and a computer, it would be the man that we're going to talk about today, which is always fun when you're that attracted to somebody and it obviously translates into the bedroom. Is there anything better in my world? No. So we'll talk about that shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. If you are looking to start meeting people, it can be a big undertaking, especially if it's brand new to you. You don't know which site to use. You're not sure how to fill out your bios, etc. Cassidy makes it so easy. And one of my favorite things about Cassidy is you can tell who's actually certified via the site. People can send in pictures of them holding up their username. So Cassidy and you know that they're real, which is something you don't get on those free sites. A lot of times you're talking to bots and fakes and catfishes and you're wasting a lot of time. So Cassidy wants to remove all of that stress for you. And their interface is awesome too. And the best part is for listeners of our show, you can check it out risk-free for an entire month, zero dollars down. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. When you do that, you're going to get an entire month of Cassidy services for free. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to get started today. So we are recording this prior to us going to the EM Summit, even though we will be just getting back as the episode goes up. So I'm sure we'll have lots to share with you guys on a future episode about how that went, but we haven't gone yet. No, we have not. Uh, we leave tomorrow as we are recording this tomorrow afternoon. So, and of course, we're not fucking ready because we never are, no, right? We'll I mean, pack tonight, and you know, we can never be ahead of schedule. That would no. be blasphemous in our world. No, that's what's what's the fun in that if we're not <laughs> running a hundred miles an hour to get out the fucking door to catch a plane? And and on top of that, on top of being not ready at all, needing to do laundry, pack all of this other shit, I am sneaking in a play date today. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a real glutton for punishment yeah, in that you way. Have a two o'clock date today. We are recording today we have work to do somehow you have to get your dick appointment in uh prior to getting out of town so yeah it's a full fuck it's been a full week like a full three fucking days and you know the stress of doing all of this shit like the enm summit this is not a simple process this stuff is stressful there's yeah. a lot fucking happening it's a lot of moving parts and pieces it'll be worth it i'm really excited to see what comes out of it but yeah i mean the beginning of this week has been chaos in Jesus. the highest order yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about it, I think, when we return and, and give some insight as to how this all went. But I completely understand now why this type of thing has never happened before, it, it, that being the ENM Summit, that thing. Getting people together in this space, even at the folks at the highest level of operating in this space, is literally an act of Congress. It's like the most complicated fucking thing, and personalities just clash. It's crazy. It yeah. really is. Well, I'm excited to set all that aside and do some important fucking shit for the lifestyle. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to see that come to fruition because it's been a long time coming. This has been your project since what, January? It's almost, yeah. Oh no, This we've been talking about doing this for almost 11 months. It's been in the works now since like hard since January, but trying to organize it's taken almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, no. you got people coming from all over the country, from other countries. It's, it's a big deal. So hopefully... After two days of everyone kind of getting together and putting their heads together and coming up with policies and procedures and ideas of how to move things forward and be more inclusive and safe and educational, hopefully this will all it'll all work out and it will be, you know, for a good cause. So that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. 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 Plus um, we're going to go to Houston. You're going to get to see more of Houston. Well, it sounds like Thursday we're getting in the day before the ENM summit starts. So yeah. Thursday night, I kind of want you to show me around a little bit. Yeah. We talked about maybe going to a, one of the gentlemen's clubs. Yeah. Take you to the, one of the clubs that I built, then see some folks that I used to work with. My old boss is uh, probably going to be in town. So we'll try to catch up with him. So that should be fun. Just seeing parts of the city you've never seen before. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I mean, that's my favorite part of what we do period is going to different cities and seeing different things. And we're also going to Colette Houston, which we talked about recently. Yes. But I had a really fucking hot couple, I haven't even told you this, that reached out to me that's going to be at Colette Houston on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And there, there's some potential there. We were talking about like, oh, we're probably not going to play while we're there and For it's going to be all business. Them. 
Well, yeah, for me, yeah. of course, we don't play as a couple. Well, that's what, well, that's what I was getting. For at. me to fuck them, or yeah. for them to fuck me. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you got to be clear because I was not, I was not privy to any of this. You know that I'm not just throwing you to the fucking wolves. Hey, here's my man. We don't play as a couple, but <laughs> no. Well, sometimes you'll turn me out. Just depends, you know. With people that play solo. No, but I mean, like, if we need, like, you know, for example, free drinks. You'll, you're very quick to put me out on the street. <laughs> If there's an opportunity for me to get a Put drink you out on the street, uh, I'm you pimping know. you out for drinks. Is that for what you're sure, saying? sure. You know. Oh, with a hot fucking bartender. I'm so sorry. Working with folks in the space that you know we need to get a good relationship with, and you know that someone's attracted to me. You're like, <laughs> oh, you need to, you need to talk to them. You, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You use me. That's okay. You can use me. That's fine. <laughs> That's whatever. You can use me anytime you want. I do. <laughs> I actually do. I think it's only fair with how often you use me. Whatever. I literally say that, like, yes, use me just like that. Yeah, so at your request. I think course. out of the bedroom, I should be able to use you for a thing or two. It's only fair. It's called equality, yeah, okay? you may as well get your money's worth. I mean, you know, I got I to gotta help pay the rent somehow, so whatever. You, <laughs> you know. have to have a purpose. Yeah, you got to pay the bills. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm here for. And you're right on this studio. You're handsome and charming. The least you could do is use that to get us some free drinks once in a while, yeah, which I'll, you listen, totally do. The charm part, maybe. I don't know, you know anything else outside of that. I do. I absolutely survive on my charm. I tell people that all the time. I have my entire life. That's how I get by. And somehow you get by with the delusion of thinking you're not super <laughs> fucking hot. I don't get it. Whatever. Anyway, you do turn me out every now and then, so it's okay. <laughs> It's all right. Whatever. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. So anyway, yeah, I might be meeting a hot couple there. I mean, they're not 100% sure that they can make it because they have little kids. They have to find like daycare or childcare. Yeah. But if they do, that's kind of exciting. We've got a number of people coming. Uh, we, I just got a text message from some of our friends in uh, Louisiana who might be coming out. They found out, of course, they realized we were going to be in Houston. And they might come out. Uh, we got a bunch of people coming. So it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be there Friday and Saturday night. So uh, anyone in the area, come swing by and check it out. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it's already too late. So Yeah. Hopefully you heard it on the last episode and you're coming yeah. to join us. And if we met you, hopefully it was awesome. Yes. <laughs> for all involved. Luck, this all went well that we're talking <laughs> about right now as we as we talk about the future. So. It's so funny how many times we've done that on an episode where we talk about like what we expect to have happen or what we hope to have happen. And it's before we actually go and have the experience. And by the yeah. time the episode is being put up, it's I'm like, well, that, that didn't age well. No, it did not. <laughs> kind of like Saturday night fever just doesn't age well oh man if you haven't seen that movie in a while you ought to check it out it does not age well yeah if you watched it in the 70s and you haven't watched it since you should really check it out again and realize how far we've come we yeah there are some movies that just don't age well and i think that's the top it's pretty bad it's right up there it's pretty horrible yeah so sometimes our our projections don't exactly work out you know (laughs) who knows i don't know you never know no i just think it's proof that we just need to go with the fucking universe more often and stop trying to plan things i mean even with this couple they're really fucking hot they've been really nice but i don't have any expectation of playing with them we never do i certainly do it's a possibility but i'm not hanging my hat on that as the success for the weekend no and for me i don't ever think about that stuff and once in a while organically it just happens because i i just don't stress over it it is what it is i'll just meet people and bullshit and hang out and you know flirt maybe if it happens but i don't you know whatever happens happens i don't care i'm just looking forward to hanging out with we have a bunch of friends we're going to be there with a bunch of our friends who are also coming for the enm summit and some of them we've never been out of town with before yeah that'll be super fun you know so yeah i mean we're going to see uh the swinging flamingos will be there we have our friends from denver and from florida and we got from phoenix we got a bunch of folks coming out that you know we haven't really had a chance to hang out with it's really just been business for the most part yeah so this will be a good time I'm, I'm really looking forward to it yeah it'll be interesting to see those people in different environments that's for sure yeah. i think it'll be really fun but i mean yeah back to your point of not having expectations of a weekend or of an experience i mean so just to throw this out there we talked on a recent episode i did about me wanting to play with more couples yeah and we had a lot of couples that reached out friends and listeners and all sorts of people that were like, hey, Brenda, we're here. Throwing our head in the ring. I'm so fucking flattered by that. And I'm so interested in the potentiality of those things. But I also never wanted to be like, oh, yes, I am going to play with you because it has to be the right time, the right place, the right chemistry. I have to be in the right headspace. Well, the other thing people need to realize about you particularly and me, really, you get overwhelmed. Like if too many people are reaching out and you're like, okay, I got to, I got to take a step back. Like this is just too much. Yeah. Like you really do got kind of get like a little manic about it. And for me, it's not so much that I, I, I look at it that way, 
But, you know, it's like the super aggressive kind of approach for me doesn't work at all. Right. I, I just retract from that. So, yeah, it, it there's a fine line. Well, sure. I was having a conversation with a couple of the couples that reached out and just explaining that for me, I have really gotten to a point where I love organic connection. Yeah. Because I can see someone and be ridiculously attracted to them. But maybe that day I have worked ridiculously hard all day. My brain is fucking fried. And as much as I would love to fuck them and I'd love to share a sexual space with them, that is simply not where my head is at. Yeah. And I can't feel bad for that. You know what I mean? No. And I'm, right now uh, I'm communicating with a couple who will be here in June, just about the time we get back from Splash, I believe. And they are a very much a hot wife couple. They're, they're relatively new. They're very interested in the idea of him kind of sitting quietly in the corner and watching type of thing. They seem very lovely. I've communicated with You haven't with done that in them. a hot minute. It's been a long time. I'm communicating via text with both of them independently. Uh, they seem like very, very nice people. She's very attractive. But as I mentioned to them, and I, I've made this statement more than once, this is all great. Everything that we're talking about really does make sense. It's in alignment with what I'm comfortable with. However, when we meet... That's going to tell me everything I need to know. Right. Chemistry is everything for me. Connection is everything. These chats are, are great. They're fun. And it's a great lead up. But I really do have to be in front of you and determine whether I'm comfortable with both of you, not just one of you, both of you. Right. So whether the, you know, the husband would be in the room or not, I need to be comfortable with him because if I get the vibe that he doesn't like me, I'm out. Right. You know, so, or that he's going to be weird about it or he's not going to enjoy right. the experience. Or, you know, yeah. He's not 100% in. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, yeah, that stuff is really important. And I say it all the time. That that buildup is great. I really need that because it gets my juices flowing, you know. <laughs> literally. But, literally. But when we get in person, that's really what tells me whether this is a go or not. Yeah. So, and I mentioned that because they're coming in from out of town. They're coming anyway. Don't put all your eggs in my basket. Well, and I think even the same person in different circumstances can speak to you in different ways. Like the guy that we're going to talk about today, he and I met multiple times before we ever fucked right because right. to me it was like the vibe just was not a thousand percent there it had nothing to do with him at all i'm so ridiculously attracted to him it just felt like maybe i wasn't in the right headspace that night or he was a little bit more quiet than i was hoping he would be yeah. and it turned out he was going through some shit you know what i mean like it really just depends on two people being in the right space at the right time or three people or four people or whatever yeah whatever the yeah well that's the problem right the more people you add to it the more fucking complicated it gets <laughs> exactly you know, it's difficult enough for two people. Then you're at a third and then, holy shit, it's a fourth. Like, yeah, that, that's just not easy. And, you know, you got four times the chances of this being a shit show. Right. You know, so, yeah, that's a big deal. And like I said, that, that connection is going to tell me everything I need to know. I'm excited about it. Like you said, it's something I haven't done in a while. And I enjoy the idea of that because it's something I did a, quite a bit even before you and I ever met. But it's got to be right. Yeah. So another kind of big piece of news in our life is the potentiality of me going to another state to play with a man. Yes, big deal. This is something we've talked about. You kind of went back and forth with whether you're going to go and spend the night or just go for the day uh, or go at all. But yeah, I think there's a real opportunity here because obviously you are incredibly attracted to this guy. I have met him. I feel comfortable with him. I know where he lives, know how to find him, you know, all that kind of you know basic security, safety stuff. And it's also an opportunity for us to do something we have not done yet. This is neither of us have done this. Now, I have spent the night with Susan 20 minutes away, right. but neither of us have done this where you, one of us is leaving the state with the intention of staying with someone overnight. Like that that's not happening. Well, I'm not sure we would like share a bed overnight. No, that's not what I'm saying. You'll be in a hotel, but you going out of town for the purposes of of meeting someone or be, hanging out with someone for the day. We've never done that. No, it, it's a big deal. And I think when we recorded the bonus episode, I was still kind of waffling on the idea. Nothing to do with him. He's fucking amazing. I feel like I would be very safe with him. I really enjoy being in his presence. So none of those things are the issue. It's just my own fucking weird neuroses and the fact that this is so new. And anytime we do something that's this new and this big, I immediately get fucking nervous and go to, you know, worst case scenario, which is something I need to fucking work on. It really is. I, I've become quite the pessimist in certain situations. For sure. For and sure. I need to work on that. Well, yeah, it's again, it goes into your, you know, how, that neurosis of, you know, you, you get into your head, you get nervous, you get anxious and you start, we both start overthinking things. I mean, shit, a couple of things have happened over the last couple of days that were completely unrelated to this, that we have analyzed to death. 
And that's just what we do because we're trying to figure out every little nuance. We were, you got some information last night about some folks that we know and we're like, what do we do with, what do we do with this? How do we, how do we, you know, how do we break this down? You know? So we do that all the time. Situation like this, it's already amped, right? The, the risk versus reward. And you know, what does it mean? Does it really, is it going to make a difference? Is it going to move the needle? How bad can this go? It's never a thing where we're looking at it like with 100% positivity. How good could this go? How fucking hot could it be? How much of a reconnection would you and I have afterwards? Yeah, that's really what I want to start to focus on because I do think this could be a really fucking hot and fun experience. For sure, for both of us. And that, but that's the thing, like we cannot harp on what might be like, oh shit, what could happen? You know, how bad could this be? And of course we, we harp on the, oh, you know, you have to, you're going to travel without me. I'm going to have to spend the night without you and we're going to be apart and, you know, that kind of shit. We already know that's a pain in the ass. We don't like it. We don't enjoy that. That's just going to be something we have to deal with going down the road because at some point, I mean, I do believe that you will have a secondary partner, however long that takes. We got to, we have to start, you know, chipping away at that. Yeah. I don't think my secondary partner is going to live in a different state, but yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I mean, every guy you're attracted to lives in another state. I know. It's all the fucking hot California dudes too. God the single dang. guys anyway. So why yeah. are all the men in California so fucking hot? <laughs> well, it's just more of them. Yeah. It's tough. So you, yeah. Who knows? Someone might, and it might actually work out better in some circumstances for us because we've talked about this before when it comes to schedules and availability and that kind of thing. You know, somebody that lives at a state that that takes care of that availability and and time constraint issue. No, nah, I'm too needy you for know? that shit. I would need someone who's close by. Who are by. you telling? <laughs> I would like it to be someone closer hey, by so we I'm can self-aware. share the neediness. Exactly. That would be nice. That would be lovely. So just throwing this out there, anybody you... within a 50 mile radius, I'm totally down with that because it will really help me with the amount of neediness that you have and how much energy I have to exude to keep up with your need, which is virtually impossible anyway. We talk about this. You're a bottomless pit of neediness. Gosh, so. you're rude to me. Oh I'm my gosh. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I have no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't. No, I, I would be way too needy to date someone out of state. I don't think that's a possibility. I, I, we say that, but again, I think the right person, the I right I never timing, say never, yeah. Yeah, I, it's possible, certainly. Ideally, no, but it's certainly possible. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. This could be a very cool experience. I'm certainly hopeful that it will be. You know, here I go again. I, I'm, I'm counting on it being a good experience. Let's put it that way. Well, I have already started talking to him about some naughty shit that I want to do and naughty shit that he wants to do. I will give everyone a little teaser, including you. Um, part of it entails a very short dress with no panties in public. Just oh, saying. that'll be interesting. So okay. we'll see how yeah. that goes. We used to play that game a lot. <laughs> panties or no panties. Yeah. Well, back you in feeling, the day. Yeah, feeling up my dress in elevators and shit. You're such a naughty man. Well, we would go out to lunch or dinner when we were still living in Montana. And of course, when the, the weather uh, was applicable, uh, you'd wear a sundress and be like, panties or no panties. Of course, I'd have to touch to find out because, you know, <laughs> that's how I tell. Uh, so, yeah, we used to play that game a lot. Well, it wasn't a very good game because I always had no panties it on. It was easy. So. Yeah, it was pretty easy. <laughs> that, no point did I ever say panties because I knew you weren't wearing any. So, yeah, anytime you have them on, I'm like, what are you doing with those? Yeah, yeah I don't all. like panties, especially with a dress because it feels so fucking good, like the air blowing on your Yeah, that's why I'm getting a kilt. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting a kilt. I think you could rock the hell out of a kilt. I might get one for like Podbash. I might get one. Okay. Or maybe even for ASN, although now it's going to be too hot here for that in August. I don't think I could wear that fucking thing. Uh, I'll probably do that for, for, uh, for Pod Bash. I might get one. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not keeping my, uh, I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. Uh, Listen, I told you, I might even don a pair of LeMay uh, booty shorts. Oh, you are fucking not doing that. Don't even tempt everyone. You're going to, that's false advertising. I think you should do it. You should definitely do that. And, you know, so I don't know. I might. Jade said the same thing. I should totally do that. Getting me all excited for fucking nothing, man. Just throwing it out there. I'm not counting it out. Possibility. (laughs) There's a possibility I will do it. All right. We'll see. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, so let's talk single guy tip here because <laughs> I you. honestly I haven't been talking a lot to single men lately because I'm just not really looking. I have a lot of awesome guys that are kind of in my sphere right now. And not that I have a regular play partner like you do with, with Jade and Susan, but I have a few guys in rotation. You let's have call a it. rotation list. You absolutely do. Yeah. And because of that, I'm just really not on the sites much. But I thought that this one was interesting because it's happened a lot in the past. And I don't think guys realize how much they're shooting themselves in 
in the foot when they do this. Okay. So on our kink site, we have three profiles. Yeah. You have one, I have one, and then we have a front porch swingers one, which is mostly just us promoting events and talking to people about events and that sort right. of thing. And this gentleman reached out on the front porch swingers one and sent this very nice message and I had not responded to him yet because I had probably 10 or 15 messages to go through that day so I just hadn't gotten around to it yet and the message I thought was very thoughtful very cogent I thought it seemed like he read my bio our bio and I was like okay this could be something he was coming into town he was going to be here for a couple of weeks for work wanted to get together and I logged off of the front porch swingers one and went to my personal one. And I had the exact same message, copy and paste, same message to that inbox. Interesting. And I fucking hated that for many reasons. First of all, because I thought it was manipulative. Once I really went back and read what he said, he, this is obviously an intelligent man who likes to make it seem like he knows what he's talking about. Like he read your bio. He likes XYZ about you. But when you really look at it, it's fairly vague details that he's using so that he can copy and paste it. And that is such a lack of effort. It's lazy. It's so lazy. And I was immediately out, immediately out. And here's the thing. I mean, obviously, we know that people copy and paste messages because we have multiple profiles on multiple sites. Most people don't. So I think guys think they can get away with doing that kind of shit. But the thing that they don't understand is also people fucking talk in this lifestyle. I can't tell you the number of times somebody locally has sent me a message that a guy has sent them and been like, hey, do you know anything about this guy? Or has he ever come to one of your events or whatever? So I see a lot of messages and you really can't get away with that kind of shit for too long. Well, I'll tell you this. And I, and I've given this piece of advice to some of the guys even in our group, our, like our Telegram group. I've said this many times. If you reach out to me like on Cassidy and you look at my profile, you don't have to send me a message. If you look at my profile, I will send you a message back thanking you for doing so. I could absolutely recite that to you verbatim because I write the same thing with the small exception of if it's Wednesday, I'll say have an amazing Wednesday. If it's Tuesday, have an amazing Tuesday. If it's the weekend, have an amazing weekend. While the verbiage is the same, I will absolutely personalize it to let you know that I sent it to you just now. But that's also very, very different than you reaching out for the purposes of trying to be impressive and get somebody's attention right. so that you can fuck them. Well, that's, that's a different it. thing. Yeah, mine is in response to you. Right. I'm not reaching out to you with that. I don't, I don't initiate contact ever. I don't ever look at profiles. I don't do any of that shit. If you reach out to me or look at my profile, I will respond to you. But I also make sure that you can tell that I took the time to write that myself right then and there at that time. Or if it's um, the morning, it's good morning. If it's afternoon, it's good afternoon. I make sure of that so that I don't appear to be some lazy fucking douche who's just, you know, copying and pasting some bullshit message. Well, here's my real issue with it. Aside from it being lazy, which of course I don't fucking like, to me it comes across as very disingenuous. I have to assume that everything you're saying in that message you would say to just about anyone out there because you've already done it to me twice. You know what I mean? So if you're saying things like, oh, you are so beautiful or I really enjoyed your pictures or I loved what you had written in your bio and then you copy and paste that message and I see it a second time, all I'm thinking in my head is how many fucking women have you said that? that to as you're preparing to come to Vegas. Well, it's we just talked about this literally yesterday and even this morning. Do you want to fuck me because you find me attractive and interesting or do you just want to get laid? Right. That it's that simple, right? And if that's what you're doing, you're sending out this mass message to everybody, you're just casting a wide net hoping you catch something. You don't give a shit what it is. Right? right? You don't care. I don't fuck with that. And couples do that. Don't kid yourself. It's the same thing to me, though, is like because on that specific kink site, you can also see people's activity. People, You can see if somebody likes a photo, follow right. somebody, friend request somebody, whatever. You can see all of that information. And whenever a guy will send me a message, I'll go and look at his activity. And if it's nothing but him liking and commenting on 500 photos and friend requesting 37 people on the same day, yeah. I'm immediately like, you're just fucking horrible and you just want to fuck you are not reaching out to me because you see something special in me you see some sort of a potential connection based on my kinks or what i have written in my bio it comes across as desperate yeah well they're just looking at a picture not reading the bio 
just click, copy, paste, click, copy, paste. That's all they're doing. It, it, it's lazy. It is disingenuous. I think it's incredibly disrespectful. And it happens a lot because, again, we're in Vegas. People are coming here. They got two days. So what do they do? Oh, I'm there for 48 hours. I got to. I got to throw all, everything up against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Couples do it all the fucking time. I can absolutely tell when a couple is looking at my profile. I'll respond with a message. They'll reach back out. Hey, we're coming in town. We're going to be here this time, this time, this time. We're available this time. They're doing that to 40 fucking dudes. Waiting to see which one is going to be available at that time. Right. right? You're setting a time. That's why I never play that. I don't play that game. You tell me you're available on a Wednesday between 2 and 4. I tell you I'm not available. If you get back to me and say, well, when might you be available? That's a different conversation. But if you tell me this is the window we have, that tells me you're lining dudes up just to see who shows up and you're hoping somebody will. Fuck yeah. that. that I, I get it. You're, you're on a time crunch. You're on vacation. This is your only two days off. You don't have the kids. You don't have the dog. You don't have all that shit. That's fine. And there are guys who will absolutely respond to that and they're cool with it. I'm not. Right. Yeah. And I mean, for this particular conversation, I guess maybe it is a little bit more about our personal preference and no how doubt. we play in the lifestyle because we are social lifestylers. We are not the people that just want to fuck to fuck. We are not recreational fuckers. No. That's not what this is. No. We want connection. We want chemistry. We want to feel like the people that want to be with us want to be with us for the right reasons. Yeah, I don't fuck for sport. I don't need to do that. So, yeah, I mean, again, maybe this works for some people, but I would say the average lifestyler would be offended by this. If they knew that somebody reaching out to them was reaching out to 30 other women with literally the exact same message, I think they'd be offended. I would like to think so. I think our friends would be certainly the people in our circle would certainly find that offensive on a, on any number of levels. I do, however, I find it disheartening that unfortunately, I think the largest majority of people probably wouldn't. Really? Yeah. Well, you think so? Yeah, I do. And you know, we don't need to go into it, but the things that we have experienced just the past week or two um, with very very seasoned lifestyle folks really does kind of. It's disheartening. It, it casts a shadow on things that really does make it makes it upsets me. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think you're a little too jaded personally. Maybe, but... maybe we'll see. But uh, you're allowed but... to have your opinion. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, you know, I just want to know. The long and short for me is, I want to know that you're interested in me. Yeah, that's all. Not interested in someone that you're interested in me. Yep. You could be interested in a lot of different people, but you have to have an interest in me. Exactly. That's it. And for the right reasons. For sure. So I want to obviously talk about a gentleman today that, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if I could paint a person that would be my physical perfection, it would be this man. I mean, there he's so fucking beautiful. There is absolutely nothing about him physically that I just don't lust after. And in addition to that, I think our sexual chemistry was very kind of unexpected because this is a very, very quiet guy. He is very subdued. And to see him kind of unleash and break out of that shell when we're naked together is so fucking special. So all of those elements together created an amazing play experience that I'm going to talk about very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. We all have bad habits that we love to break. I know I do. I'm a nail biter and it's taken me a long time to get out of that bad habit. And trying to break a bad habit cold turkey is even more difficult, which is why we are so excited to have our new sponsors, Fume, on board with us. Because Fume is an innovative and award-nominated device that helps you break your bad habits in a comfortable and sustainable way. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air, which is absolutely delicious, by the way. And most importantly, instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural plant-based and delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. And it's a habit you're free to enjoy without feeling guilty about it. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do if you're one of those anxious people like me that always needs to be doing something. This is an amazing device to check out. And honestly, one of the things I like most about it is it's really chic and sexy. It's made of wood and metal. It feels amazing in your hand, and it just looks good to carry around. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason you guys can't be one of them. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup with destructive habits by picking up their journey pack today. All you have to do is head to 
tryfume.com and use code FPS to get 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use our code FPS to save an additional 10% off of your order. So picture this for a moment. You go to a lifestyle event, you see someone that you are ridiculously attracted to, you start flirting with them, completely hit it off, and decide that you're going to enjoy some intimate time together behind closed doors. But the second that clothes start coming off, all you can think about is not finishing too quickly. This is a reality for a lot of penis-having people, and it can be incredibly stressful. But our sponsors, Promescent, have a product that can help take some of that anxiety out of it and allow you to focus on providing as much pleasure as possible for your partner. It's Promescent's flagship product, their Delay Spray. All you have to do is use a couple of sprays about 10 minutes prior to playtime. Allow it to absorb and go to work. It is clinically proven to extend the time between when you start a sexual experience and when you finish. So it helps you, like I said, create an amazing sexual experience for the person that you're with and put your best foot forward. And the best part is listeners of our show right now can get 10% off of their first Promescent order. All you have to do is go to promescent.com FPS. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com FPS to get 10% off of the delay spray or any of their other amazing bedroom wellness products. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care. A ton of people in the lifestyle struggle with erectile dysfunction, but the good news is it's easier than ever before to have that problem taken care of. And instead of going to a doctor's office, sitting there waiting and having to talk to a doctor face to face about very intimate details of your sexual performance, you can do it all online and have it discreetly shipped straight to your door. It couldn't be more convenient thanks to Shameless Care and their services. All you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com, fill out a quick intake form, and if accepted, They'll ship ED medication discreetly to your door at a more affordable price than you could ever get at a pharmacy. And right now, you can also get $30 off of your first month when you use our code at checkout, FPS. Again, that's shamelesscare.com, code FPS for $30 off your first month of ED medication. We absolutely love the Denver lifestyle community, especially our Denver hot wife couples and respectful single men. And there's a lot of them, which is why our Real Hot Wives of Denver events are so much fun. We've been very fortunate to cultivate amazing people in the Denver area that come together, party consensually, and have an amazing time. And if you want to be a part of that, our next one is June 24th. I can't stress to you guys enough how fun our Denver events are. So if you want to check them out for yourself, make sure you get a ticket while they last. All you have to do is go to members.frontporchswingers.com, fill out an application, and if it's accepted, you can purchase a ticket and join us for what is one of our favorite events that we host, the Real Hot Wives of Denver, June 24th. So I have a question for you before we start this story. Okay. Have you ever been so attracted to a person that it almost stops you from wanting to have sex with them? No. Well, I have, and that's this guy. <laughs> How is that a thing? <laughs> because it's so interesting to me. Like, he's the type of guy in my mind, and maybe this is just my personal preferences, but he's the type of guy that I think a lot of people, when he walks into a room, they notice him. They turn to look at him. He has this presence. I mean, first of all, he's fucking gigantic. He's a big dude. Six seven, probably, maybe even a little bit taller than that. Yeah. And he's very fit, and he has this just beautiful face, beautiful smile white teeth. I mean, he's just one of those guys that kind of captures attention with nothing other than his looks. And that can be kind of intimidating. Yeah, no, I don't have, I don't share that emotion with you. I mean, if I'm that attracted to somebody, the last thing I'm thinking of is, oh, I do not want to fuck this person. (laughs) Well, that's not what I'm saying. I think it's more so just me approaching that person feels so intimidating because, and I know part of that is my own insecurities and that's my own shit to work on. And I totally get that. But I'm sure a lot of people listening right now can relate to that phenomenon of like, oh, it feels like you're out of my league and therefore me approaching you somehow feels inappropriate. Yeah, that's no phenomenon. I think that's very normal for most people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't I I don't share that. And obviously my interaction with people is very different in how I approach people, but that I've never I have never been concerned about that. I mean if there's a 
attraction. I just, you know, I'll figure that out. But uh, I understand what you're saying, and I know a lot of people share that for sure, especially in the lifestyle. We talk to people all the time. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to this person or that person. I don't think, that, you know, I don't have a shot. And especially with like single guys, we get that a lot. Well, and what's so interesting about this whole thing is I have played with this gentleman before. He came to our black tie dinner yes. that we held in Denver, and he is from the Denver area. And that was the first time that weekend was the first time we'd ever played together. But we had met multiple times prior to that. And he was very, very quiet. He never like hit on me in person, but he did ask for my phone number and we would text after events and he'd be like, oh, you looked so beautiful in that dress you were wearing. Or, you know, I thought about just grabbing you and making out with you, but I I didn't have the balls. So he's definitely somebody who doesn't pull the trigger either. He, okay, here's what it really is. He is the type of guy who has no fucking idea how hot he really is. Yeah, I mean, we've met those people before. Look, I don't, I, I sit in the corner. I don't approach anybody. I wait for people to come to me. I wouldn't do it either. I'm, I'm just, not that way you know but this guy's like so quiet and so hot to me that i was like okay i don't really stand a chance the first couple of times then we kind of started hitting on each other digitally but even then i was like i don't know how this is going to happen in fact the only reason he and i fucked the first time was because susan was playing wing woman for me that night and she planted the seed otherwise we never would have because he is not an aggressive type guy. He is not going to be the one to put his foot out there and, you know, and start the conversation about fucking. Right. That is not who this guy is. No. And right. I am that person with the right people, but because he's so fucking hot to me, I was too intimidated to do it for too long. Yeah, he's also, like I say, he's a, he's a big dude. He's an imposing figure. So I'm sure in his mind, he doesn't necessarily want to approach people to come off as super aggressive either. He's not an aggressive guy. He's very well-mannered, obviously, but he's a big dude. And if he approaches somebody, it could certainly be like they could be thrown off. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So what's been really interesting since the first time that he and I fucked is he has moved away. We kind of not lost contact, but just didn't have as much contact. And then he reached out and was like, hey, I've been thinking a lot about you. I'm going to be semi near you. Is there any possibility? of us hanging out and potentially enjoying some time together again. And I'm so glad he did that because if he had just said, oh, I'm coming to Vegas, I right. ne- again, I never would have had the fucking balls to try to pull this whole thing off. Right. Well, yeah, but he also made it clear he was going to be here, but he also wanted to see you. It made it clear that he wanted to fuck me, too. Yeah. So that made this whole thing a lot easier. But he came to our last Hot Wife event that was here in Las Vegas. And even then, even with him telling me ahead of time that he wanted to fuck me, him coming to Vegas, making a little detour on his trip specifically to come hang out with me, I was still neurotic as fuck around him at towards the beginning of that event. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I, I kept coming back up to you and I'm like, I don't know if he's still interested and he's not being really flirtatious with me, so I don't really Really know how to take that and you're like he told you ahead of time he wants to fuck he wants to fuck you yeah he's just not again he's not a super aggressive guy he's not someone who's going to necessarily take the lead in a situation like that i mean that's just his demeanor and, and, and frankly it's how he plays too Yeah. And I would never hold that against him, but it is intimidating. I guess that's the point that I'm trying to get at. And I do feel like part of it is because I find him as attractive as I do. If I didn't find him nearly as attractive, I think that there would be a lot less pressure on the situation. Well, yeah. I mean, you've gotten those comments, obviously, about me when it comes to my being quiet around people because people don't know what to do with quiet. They don't know, like, they don't know your intentions because you're not making them abundantly clear right there's kind of this thing where you got to figure it out and you don't really know so i appear to be uh, unapproachable you know i get that a lot and when someone's quiet you just don't know what to do with it yeah you know so anyway we're at the event i kind of i'm giving tours i'm doing my hosting duties but i keep kind of going over and talking to him and he's also somebody who's very very introverted he doesn't necessarily thrive in that type of environment so he was just kind of sitting off by himself a little bit and it wasn't until doors closed and kind of my hosting duties were over that I finally hyped myself up and I really did I had to go give myself a fucking pep talk like bitch you are gonna make this fucking happen don't you dare pussy out on this situation you have no idea when you're gonna see this guy again he lives nowhere near you anymore yeah, he came he literally he detoured to come to see you at our event yeah yeah it would have been a real missed opportunity so I really needed to fucking nut up and make it happen is my whole point so I finally got the balls and I walked over to him and I was like hey I'm just gonna lay this out I don't have any expectations if you've been interacting with other people feel free to do your thing but I would be remiss if I didn't at least make my intentions known that 
What I would love to have happen is for me to slip into a piece of lingerie, find a private room, and have you fuck my brains out. And that's literally what I said. Yeah, this is also a situation where you had been intimate with him already. So It doesn't matter. He's intimidating, man. I got it, but there is that familiarity. So it should have been a little easier for you. Definitely get in your head. It wasn't easier. It was not easy. Obviously. <laughs> With other guys, I feel like it would have been, but I just feel like he's so mysterious. I can never understand where his head is at. You know what I mean? It, it's really, really difficult to read him. And again, I never want to make an expectation of like, well, you said via message that you wanted to fuck. Right. So I'm just going to assume that that means we're going to fuck. That doesn't mean shit in my no. world. No, it means nothing. So it was interesting because the second that I said that, his entire demeanor changed. And he was like, fuck yeah, like, let's do it. And at first, all of the private spaces were taken. And he definitely wanted to be in a completely private room, not yeah. one of the curtained rooms or anything like that. He totally wanted get that. private space with the ability to lock the door and for us to just kind of get lost in each other, which I really appreciated. So we waited until one of the rooms was ready. I went in and cleaned it. And then I stepped in and turned changed into a piece of lingerie. But again, my fucking neurotic brain i told him which room i was going to and i told him that i needed about three minutes to go in change the sheets and then change into a piece of lingerie and i sat in that room and i waited and i waited and i fucking waited and i opened the door at one point and looked down the hallway and he wasn't coming and i was like oh fuck he got distracted or he changed his mind <laughs> immediately into that just spinning neuroses of mine i mean jesus why the fuck does my brain work that way I, I don't think it's that unusual i mean it's it's like that doubt creeps in right i mean it's just, it's normal i think especially in a situation that's hyper sexually driven Right. I mean, like, and look, at an event, it's real easy to like, you're that squirrel that sees something shiny or in another direction happens all the fucking time to people. So I don't think it's that unusual to feel that way, especially when you're you're already a little bit self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. So finally, I mean, when I say finally, it was probably like six minutes, but right. it felt like 30 probably minutes four and a half. of me sitting in that room and just waiting and waiting and listening for his footsteps and all of that and just spiraling into this fucking self-doubt and he finally knocks on the door and I open it and he steps in and the look on his face completely changed everything it was like this just this gesture to me of like I fucking want you I want this I'm excited I could see it in his eyes and that's when I allowed myself to just fucking let go and it was interesting how just that small of a gesture could make that big of a difference well again it goes back to someone wanting to be with you as opposed to wanting to be with someone oh because he could have fucked anyone he wanted that night yeah 100% it's a very different thing yeah absolutely so anyway I and the piece of lingerie I had on I put a little robe over it but it was this red kind of silk two-piece number it's like a red push-up bra and then it has this red silk skirt that goes with it and it feels very sexy because it makes my tits look pushed up and just sexy and supple and I don't know covers my round booty in just the right way I just love that piece and I specifically chose it because the first time we were together I wore a wine color piece yeah, and I he, love that one. he said how much he loved that so I was like okay we're gonna stick with the same theme I'm gonna put on red lingerie and he walks in and immediately says that he you know loves what I'm wearing and it was really interesting how this whole thing started because I think there was trepidation on both of our parts because it had been months since we had last been together. And I, in my opinion, honestly, the the whole lead up to this was kind of awkward. Why? Because I don't think he's comfortable in that environment. And I think he was so like off to himself. And oh, you mean the club environment? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, look, I, That's I, not his cup of tea. No, I, listen, I totally get it. I don't care for it either. It's, it, it can be daunting. And it, it's, especially with someone like me who's like super fucking ADD, there's way too much going on. You can't focus on anything. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's introverted. So that's even very, worse. Very, You know? So anyway... We we kind of start lightly touching on each other, lightly kissing, which is difficult because he's over a foot taller than me. He's a foot and a half taller than me. Yeah, he's so he's like leaning dude. down to kiss me and I'm running my hands all over his body and he's running his hands all over mine. And he starts kind of rubbing on my ass and lifting my skirt up in the back and touching it more and squeezing it more. And the more that we were touching and having this contact and I could feel the chemistry between us, the more everything just started to wash away. I wasn't thinking about us being at the club. I wasn't thinking about any of the awkwardness that had led up to this or any of my neuroses. It just kind of started to to be faded away very, very quickly. Well, it's like getting started in anything, right? You got that those, that nervousness, that trepidation. You know, you're getting ready to run a fucking marathon. You're super fucking nervous. Once you start, it's like, okay, fuck, I'm in this. Now I got to concentrate. Yeah, exactly. So 
After some touching and kissing and rubbing and all those types of things, he starts to take clothes off and he has such a fucking nice body. Again, this man is an Adonis. He is so fucking hot. Just even looking at him. Honestly, I could just look at him and masturbate and get off. That's how hot this fucking guy is. Well, you're doing that a lot lately, so. <laughs> masturbating? Uh, yeah, just like having that imagery of someone specific and, and it seems to be working for you. Like no, but I'm saying like California. he could just stand in front of me. We didn't oh, even yeah. have to fuck. Like if he would have just stood there and I could have just like masturbated and looked at him, I would have been totally happy with that. That's how fucking hot this man is. Probably would not have had the same effect on him, but I totally get it. <laughs> no. So he gets onto the bed and he's only wearing his boxer briefs at this point. Everything else is off. And we're, again, just kissing on each other. I kind of mounted him a little bit and we're kissing and we're touching and he's rubbing my ass. And then I go down by his cock and start very lightly just pulling down his boxer briefs. And I position myself so I can pull them off of his legs. He's now completely naked and he's already rock fucking hard, which was so fucking sexy to me there is something so hot about i haven't even touched your cock yet but you're excited enough by this situation that you're rock hard yeah absolutely that's again i and it comes from that build up right he's you guys haven't you've been chatting but obviously haven't seen each other they just there's that instant heat and tension that that is undeniable so of course i have to start sucking it and it's a big cock okay i there's no fucking way i'm getting this entire thing in my mouth i tried it was it was nice i really enjoyed trying and the other thing that i loved is again this is a quiet dude this is a guy who outside of the bedroom not digitally but in person we've probably only said a hundred words to each other yeah he's very soft-spoken and he's very kind of like i said introverted so he's a man of very very few words so for me to be sucking his cock and for him to be as verbal with me as he was was such a turn on i mean he's saying things like yes baby just like that that feels so good you have such a nice mouth i've been thinking about this mouth since the last time i had it and of course that just drove me fucking crazy yeah well you love the affirmation oh god i love it i love it and it makes me feel so much more connected to a person in that moment yeah because again they genuinely want to be there with you at least that's the you know the impression that you get so and he's giving me all this motivation oh just a little bit deeper take that you you told me that you wanted me at the back of your throat which i totally did <laughs> high so aspirations sh- for so you. show me what you've got and i'm like okay so i'm going as deep as i possibly can i'm choking on it i mean and, and things from there got really pretty heated it was like the second that we really got the ball rolling it just went fucking uphill as fast as it possibly could yeah it doesn't take long So I'm deep throating his cock. I'm running my hands up and down his muscular fucking thighs. And he's reaching down and kind of brushing the hair out of my face. And then there was this moment he kind of grabbed me on the shoulder, almost right up around my neck. And something, if you guys remember the first time we were together, I like choking this man. He likes it too. (laughs) He likes it too. And we kind of talked ahead of time about the potentiality of me doing that to him again. So I thought it was really kind of hot that he did it to me because I was like, oh, I'm totally going to get you back at some point. I'm going to choke the shit out of you. He likes it. So then, of course, we swap. I'm on my back and he's going down on me. This man has fucking amazing oral skills, makes me come very quickly. And I remember very distinctly, I was kind of rubbing on his head just before he made me orgasm. And when I started to kind of quicken my body, he grabbed onto my legs and I grabbed onto his head and like held it in place. So, I mean, again, this is just proof of like everything's moving at a different tempo as we go along here. Everything's picking up speed. Yeah, well, also, he was sharp enough to catch when because when your legs start moving like that, you have to hold them down. Yeah. Because you just, it, you're so animated. So I had this fucking explosive orgasm and I, I felt it a little bit. I think I might have even squirted a little bit when he was licking me, which never fucking happens from oral for me. That's unusual. So I think I was just very, very built up and fucking pent up and ready to fucking just devour this man. So anyway... He then puts on a condom. He gets on top of me. That initial stretch with a man his size, not even just the size of his cock, but like when he's pushing into me and this large body just on top of me, it felt like I was being so dominated in that moment, even though he was doing nothing aggressive. It was like, and that's one of the reasons I'm very turned on by just big men in general, because I feel like I'm this 
like small little entity that they're just hovering over and controlling in that moment just because of how big their body is compared to mine. Yeah, well, it's just the overall weight. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's the pressure that, that it, it creates. Obviously. The contrast between my body and his body is so great and it turns me the fuck on. It's just so sexy. And he stretches me and I let off that little ooh moan that I always do when I have a big cock that's entering me. And he starts fucking me and I'm not exaggerating. He probably was inside of me for less than 60 seconds when I had my first orgasm and I remember gripping onto his shoulders. I became kind of the dominant force in this whole thing, even though he's six, seven and literally his entire body weight is on me. I'm grabbing onto his shoulders. I'm pushing my hips more into him so that I can just come around this cock. And it was so fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, but he does enjoy that that giving up the, the power to you. A thousand percent. This is not a man that wants to tell me what to do. No. So, and again, from there on that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to ride your cock now. So you flip me over. So he gets on his back. I get on top of him. I start riding his cock and then I start choking him at the same time. And the look on his face when I started squeezing on his neck was so sexy. It was just like he was lost in it. He was kind of grinning, smirking at me, almost like tempting me to go harder or do more. So I start booty bouncing even harder on his cock. And I'm talking so dirty, like, you like that pussy? How does that pussy feel on your cock? And he's like, oh, it feels so good. And I'm like, good, you're going to take this pussy. And he's like, yes, I am. And oh, my God, it was so fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that energy exchange is, is so unique, especially with a guy of you know, his stature, structure. Yeah, my five foot one ass was telling him like, yes, you're going to take this pussy. I'm going to keep riding this pussy. I mean, I was 1000% in control in that moment. And even if it was just momentary where I was the dominant force, it was such a turn on for that reason. How many six foot seven dudes, especially that look like him, are going to submit to someone that looks like me? Yeah, it's not it's not the norm. It's fucking hot. So that went on for quite a while. And the one of the times that I came, I came so hard, I literally launched myself off of his cock. I almost hit my head into the wall behind the bed. That's how much I came off of his cock. Well, you squeeze so fucking hard. I'm not surprised. And then there was also this moment where there's this headboard that's right behind the bed. And it was the perfect height for me to be able to kind of prop myself up onto it and almost like bounce myself up and down on his cock more vertically rather than at an angle. And yeah. that was like a whole different fucking experience because a cock that size in that position is fucking mind-blowing. If you guys have never tried it, I highly recommend it. In other words, as much up and down as you can possibly get, not at, you know... Forward. Yeah, n- well, not at a... So uh, as up and down as you can possibly get. In other words, not forward, not at an angle, but that up and down motion on a cock, especially that size, it will change your fucking life. It was absolutely delightful. And he seemed to really be enjoying it. And again, this entire time, we're talking so dirty to each other. He's talking about, oh, I've been waiting so long for this pussy. I stroked myself for so many times thinking about being inside of you like this. And I was like, good, because I, f- I touched myself thinking about you and this beautiful fucking cock and I was going to come all over it. And oh my God. It was so fucking hot. <laughs> when you were gone a long time, like I lost you for a while. Like I was running around trying to, you know, talking to people and getting shit done. Away. I have no fucking idea where you were. Well, then he asks where I want him to come. And I was like, I want you to come in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> So he's like, okay. So I get off of him. He takes the condom off and he's kind of stroking himself right by my head. I'm licking on the underside of his cock and a little bit onto his balls. And we're just still talking dirty to each other. And I'm like, yes, I want to taste you. I've been thinking about tasting you for months. And that sent him over the edge and he comes inside of my mouth and it filled up my entire fucking mouth. It was so fucking hot. And I swallowed every fucking drop of it. And I look up at him with this shit eating grin on my face and he's beaming down at me and again keep in mind we're at the club while all of this is happening and all of a sudden I hear people outside they're talking all your senses come back to you I hear people across the hallway fucking and it's like oh shit yeah I feel like we got lost in our own little world when that happens in a club environment for me that's a really big deal it's a very good barometer of the situation being awesome because I am as you know and as we've talked about many times I'm so fucking ADD if I get one noise that's distracting to me or one thing that takes me out of the moment it's like the entire situation goes out the fucking window yeah it's tough for me if i if there's anything that's going to distract me it just i it, it really throws me off 
So we're, we're kind of laying there and we start kind of giggling. And I was like, that was so hot. And he was like, that was amazing. He's like, I've been waiting for that. And I even mentioned to him, I was like, you know, it's so funny to me how we can now be post coitus laying here talking about how great the sex was. And I think back to how fucking neurotic I was before we had sex. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I didn't 100% know if you were interested. He's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, it's crazy. But how do you not know? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't in that situation. For sure. But my point, it's like you, after you think about it, you're like, well, fuck, how did I not know that this was a thing? I mean, the guy traveled here. He changed his plans. And, you know, people don't do that for no reason. No, I get that. But again, I i mean, we were in a room with a bunch of other beautiful women. He could yeah. have found someone else that maybe he was a little bit more interested in, which I wouldn't have faulted him for at all. He doesn't owe me shit. Just no. because we fucked once before and we've been texting since then doesn't mean he owes me sex. No, but I really do think that there's a lot to be said for that that chemistry. People, I think, they kind of, um, they undervalue that. I, don't, I think a lot of times don't even realize that that's why they are attracted to a certain person or why they end up playing with a certain person. Yeah, there's a lot of objectively attractive women, for example, in the room, but there's a a chemical connection that just makes a difference. Well, and he and I were laying there and we had a really interesting conversation that has stuck with me since then because obviously I mentioned the neuroses leading up to it. And I said to him while we're laying there, I said, I wonder how many experiences I've lost out on because of this and because sure. that of me getting in my head. And he was like, well, I know that I've lost out on a lot. And for a guy that looks like him to say that, that's what shows me everyone has their own shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter sure. what you fucking look like. doesn't matter how long you've been in the life style none of those things matter at the end of the day everyone is their own worst fucking critic and everyone believes that they have the potentiality of being rejected or otherwise made to feel like shit because of something about themselves and it's it's so normal again again this and this is a preference thing. I understand not everyone's going to agree with me. But to me, this man is physical perfection. So for him to say something like that, it was like, okay, it's normal. It's yeah. fine. I need to work on it. I need to stop, try to stop it. But it doesn't mean that it, there's something wrong with me. Nobody's immune to it. I mean, how many experiences have I missed out on? I mean, it's impossible to fucking determine. Because I don't, I, I mean, I'm oblivious, first of all, and I don't ever initiate anything so for me, I, I wouldn't know if someone's attracted to me. I just assume they're not. So yeah, I think no one is immune to that. No yeah. one's immune to it. Yeah, and I, I also don't want to get wrapped up in the the rest of the conversation that we had is I don't want to get wrapped up in the what ifs, you know, right. of the me looking back on our lifestyle journey and thinking to myself, oh, I probably could have fucked that person that I really wanted to fuck had I just been a little bit more confident. That's the wrong way to look at it. It's more like, okay, I know that this is an issue and I want to work on it. Well, it's the same thing we just talked about with you going to California to hang out with this friend of yours. It, it's it would be a missed opportunity. There's no reason to get all in your head about it. I mean, it's yeah. slightly different, but but same. You know, there's it's still, really not that different. No, it, it's still an experience that you would not have and maybe look back on and go, you know, I probably should have done that. That would have been good all around. Well, because let's just be completely transparent and lay it all on, on the table. One of the reasons I am nervous about going to California to see this guy is because there is a fear part of it. This is only part of it, but there is a fear that I'm going to get there and, and I am somehow going to be a disappointment comparatively to the first time. And right. I think about that, like with this particular gentleman that I just recounted the story at the club with, same thing. We had this great night together in November. That doesn't mean it's going to be a great time every time we're together, or there could be something about me, a perspective that's changed for him where all of a sudden he's like, this isn't really my thing anymore. Yeah. All of those things are possible, but allowing that to bog you down and prevent you you from having the amazing experiences is what I need to prevent. Well, that's a big deal for me. I mean, obviously, I I like regular play partners. Obviously, I've had the same two for over a year. So it, that's a big deal, not being, as you put it, a disappointment at any point because you get used to playing with people and, and it's not always the same. Certainly, there's there are always different aspects, but you always want to please your partner and be as impressive as you can be. That's a difficult thing to do a lot of times when you see the same people all the time. Yeah. And I mean, certainly guys, I know me, you can get in your own head about it real fucking quick. Like, was that experience just as good as the last one for her? Did she really enjoy it? You know, was it in any way disappointing? Did she miss out on anything? You know what I mean? Like that that's always creeping into my mind. Yeah. 
It's and the little... reality is in this particular situation, I could have missed out on what was a really, really nice experience with this person. I mean, it was hot. It allowed me to be the dominant force. It made me feel more confident. I felt like I walked out of that room with a little extra swagger, knowing that I had yeah. fucked this hot dude twice. So, you know, sometimes you just need to fucking throw caution to the wind and not be so fucking neurotic. Yeah, the worst thing that happens is someone says, oh, listen, really, it's just not for me. Or, you know, unfortunately, I just don't know if there's that much of an attraction there. Going into something, knowing that you are, that not everyone is attracted to you is a very easy thing to do. I'm fully aware of that. You, I, I have that awareness. And as long as I keep that in the back of my mind, I'm never disappointed. Yeah, very you know? fair. So it was a hot fucking experience. I'm glad that I did it. I hope to see this gentleman again. He lives, like I said, nowhere near us He's at this away. point. But at some point, it would be lovely to experience that big, beautiful fucking cock again. So we'll see. And uh, thank you to him. I know that he listens. So thank you. You're fucking yeah, this hot. Might get him here sooner. <laughs> You're a hot tamale. And I sincerely appreciated the time with you if you guys want to hear more about our sexy adventures hear things that we do not talk about on the regular podcast episode maybe a little bit more intimate stuff for example you can listen to our bonus episodes available exclusively for our patreon members by heading over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers when you do that you're also going to get a lot of other bonuses like access to our telegram chat group which is a really amazing resource if you want to start interacting with really really solid lifestyle people being able to ask questions, pick their brain on topics, share some sexy photos, do all of that fun stuff. Again, that's available at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. If you would like the naughtier stuff, the racier stuff, if you will, head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers. We would love for you guys to join us at an upcoming event. For example, pod bash happening in September. It's September 28th through October 1st. And that is going to be the event of the season for us, the event of the year for us. Yeah, I cannot, I can't say enough about the facility we're going to be in and everything we have planned. All of our pod bashers have been fucking amazing, primarily because of the people. Obviously, this will be no exception, but this is going to be next level. Yeah, we have so many special things planned for Podbash, and there'll be things that you've literally never seen at another lifestyle event. I can promise you that. So if you would like to join us, space is very limited. Make sure you head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today to fill out your application for membership and get your room while they last. And you can see all of our upcoming events while you're there. And what else am I missing? Uh, August 5th, Saturday, August 5th, will be the ASN pool party. We are uh, hosting that party. We have not put up tickets for it yet. You will have to get to our site to become a member if you're not staying on property. But we will be selling tickets. The cabanas will be available. Day beds will be available. Day bed and cabana packages will be available. Uh, We'll get that up real soon. But if you're going to be in Vegas on August 5th, you are not going to want to miss this pool party. It's going to be a fucking blast. So much fun. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.